Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. God has been for the last couple weeks has been really calling me and really pushing me to begin to preach and to begin to expose Jezebel. About three weeks ago, the Holy Spirit came to me and said, Isaiah, I need you to begin to expose this spirit. This spirit is running rampant right now in the church. And I begin to run from it. I begin to fight it. I said, Lord, there's already books. There's already sermons. I don't want to preach on it. I don't want to teach it. And I was running from it. And the Holy Spirit came to me and said, Isaiah, I told you to preach and expose Jezebel and you're running from what I'm telling you and that is exactly the function of Jezebel is to get the prophets to run understand that Jezebel makes the prophets run she wants you to run from your destiny she wants you to run from the calling and the assignment and the anointing that God has given you and the only way to approach and to confront and to break the spirit of Jezebel is to confront her and to deal with her Jezebel is a very interesting spirit in the aspect that she does not just go away by merely praying against her but Jezebel is a spirit that has to be directly confronted and we're going to talk about that as the broadcast continues you have to understand as God's been giving this I said Lord can I please just preach on something nice can I please just preach how there's a double portion triple anointing can I please just preach how you want to bless them with a new house a new car and a new BMW can you just let me preach just one week on something just nice and something simple but the Lord says Isaiah I'm exposing the works of darkness I'm giving my church I feel the Holy Ghost y'all I might just go ahead and do a backflip right here on stream I'm giving my church divine wisdom revelation and divine strategy guys I don't have notes right here come on and divine strategy to be able to uproot and to be able to pull down strongholds the church has been called for supernatural war if you are a believer then you've enlisted on an army you you are not a grasshopper you are not a pansy and you are not a wimp you have been called and you have been anointed to declare all-out war you need to get rid of this theology that says, oh, I'm just a lover of Jesus. Jesus is my friend. And, and as long as I love Jesus, everything will be fine. If Jesus is your friend, then you'll do what Jesus does. And that was to confront darkness. Jesus started his ministry as I preached last week. The first thing he does is go into the wilderness and confront the devil. He is not afraid with us confronting darkness. In fact, the Bible says there's going to be a church raising up, which one of these days I'm going to preach on this, that's going to advance against hell's gate. Friend, you've been called to be a battering ram against Hell's Gate. You've been, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, share this. I'm telling you, I'm getting all crazy. You've been anointed to bring uh, defeat and to bring carnage against the enemy's kingdom. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of losing to the kingdom of darkness. I'm tired of being subject to powers that Jesus says, I have already to already given you power over. Now, understand the reason why we preach on these demonic spirits. I I hope you guys like my new fight back shirt shout out to vlad the reason why we fight against these demonic spirits here's something you need to know as we go into this for all of you like well, why do you why do you have to talk about it so much is because the demonic spirits lose power once they are identified i was reading one commentator he said the reason why jesus asked legion for his name was because the moment legion released and told jesus who he was he began to lose power they lose power as they are identified and as we begin to call them out you cannot fight in any 
enemy that you cannot identify. See, right now we have a blindfolded church that is swinging their arms, not knowing what they're fighting against. And God says, I'm taking the blindfold off the church and I'm going to equip them and show them what they are battling against. Because when I begin to recognize the characteristics of demonic powers, when I begin to recognize the characteristics of demonic spirits, when I begin to recognize the trademarks, the MOs, and the profiles of people and spirits like Jezebel, then I'm able to correctly combat these spirits. But if I know nothing about my enemy, I will live under their power. When God says, I've called you to rise above, not live beneath. The Bible says, in fact, we need to know the strategies of Isaiah, of, of the enemy. Someone just said Isaiah and I read my own name. We need to know the strategies of the enemy so that Satan cannot have an advantage over us. See, when we don't know spirits strategies they have an advantageous advantage over us and we are at a handicap to these spirits we are now unable to fight these spirits effectively when we talk about Jezebel as tonight as we say Jezebel as we begin to unmask her she begins to lose her power some of you may begin to manifest some of you may begin to get mad but just know that at the end we are going to pray prayers to break the power of Jezebel I believe the Holy Spirit has anointed me tonight if the Holy Spirit told me to preach on this then that means the Holy Spirit has given me the anointing to break this. The Holy Spirit does not have us talk about stuff just to wallow around, but the Holy Spirit is giving us divine strategy to rip the mask off of Jezebel and to be able to pray effective arsenal prayers to begin to break her power. So at the end, I'm going to pray some prayers to break her power off of you, as well as every characteristic I give you, I'm going to give you a strategy to defeat her. But you have to understand that we need to know her strategies. I was thinking that if Adam and Eve would have known the snake was the devil, they probably would not have obeyed them. But when we don't know the enemy's strategies, we end up obeying them through ignorance. See, Adam and Eve didn't know that the snake was the devil, and because they wrongly identified and didn't recognize that the snake was not their friend, the snake was the enemy, and I've talked about becoming friends with demons in the past, but because they didn't recognize who the snake was, they fell under the power of witchcraft and under the power of disobedience and ultimately fell into sin. Because, because they, they could, could not, not recognize, recognize who he, he was. was. But if, but if they, they would have recognized that the snake was evil and the, and the snake was the devil, devil they, they would have effectively, effectively been, been able to dismantle him. him. If, if you knew the movies that, that you watched watch were open portals and that things, things were coming out through your TV while you're watching movies, I bet, I bet you would not watch those movies. If you knew the music that you listened to were open portals, you probably wouldn't listen to the music even if you liked the beat. If you understood that you were in a war, and if you're not aware of this, you'll either be a prisoner of war, or you'll be a casualty, you'll stop living under a pastor that, that babysits you. you. Oh, come, come on, help me preach tonight, Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. And, and you will find a pastor that equips you and trains you for battle. The, the reason why some, some of you are content with being under a pastor that spoon-feeds you, changes your diaper, and hands you... Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I apologize for that. I hope we're better there. My camera was picking up the audio. The reason why you're under a pastor that spoon feeds you, that babysits you, and that gives you a pacifier is because you don't recognize that you are in a war. See, when you think that church is a nursery, you'll be okay with the pastor. You'll be okay with him uh, 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 just spoon feeding you and, and giving you a bottle and changing your diaper. But then when you get the revelation, wait a minute, I'm in a battle. I'm in a war, not a funeral home. I'm not a nursery. Then you'll say, pastor, I don't need 
somebody to spoon feed me. I don't need somebody to change my diaper. I don't need someone to tell me about my best life now. I need somebody that is going to train me up to fight the battle that we are approaching. I need someone. Don't worry. The echo is going to go away. I fix it. Okay. Praise the Lord. I need somebody to fight that help me fight this battle that I'm in on a daily basis. The battle does not take a break because the church is watered down. The battle does not take a break because we sit back and do not preach on it. The battle continues to rage war and you need to get under a man or a woman of God under the teachings of people that are going to train you, not justify your baby Christianity. I said it recently that God is removing wimps out of the pulpits and that God is releasing warriors right now. I felt the Holy Ghost fire. God is releasing warriors in the in the body of Christ. See, if you realize that our wrestle was not against flesh and blood or against what I like the better translation is people without bodies or people with bodies, you probably wouldn't be constantly exhausted arguing with everyone in the natural realm. But when you recognize that you are at war with spirit, that you are at war with Jezebel, everybody watching at one time in their life. There's over 800 of you have warred against Jezebel. Everybody watching has dealt with this spirit through a person, through a leader, through a pastor, through somebody in the church or in your own life. Jezebel is a very common spirit and you have to understand we are in a wrestling match against her. I believe right now we are in a time where God is exposing the enemies that we face. God is pulling the power off the demonic spirits, pulling the covers off the demonic spirit and giving us divine strategy on how to war against them. People say, man, can you just talk about the benefits of Jesus? But understand, Jesus was a man of war. Jesus came and declared. I know we have this idea of Jesus. He was a hippie. But you got to understand, this is a man of war that the Bible says in Revelation is coming back on a war horse that have the robes dripping in the blood of his enemies. Our God is a God of war and he's coming back to declare war and he's looking for a violent bride. He's looking for violent warriors. Jesus came to declare and to assault darkness. And he says, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to leave my church with the keys over demonic powers. We are called to violently oppose the kingdom of darkness. Tonight, we are going to get violent against the spirit of Jezebel. Tonight, we are going to be aggressive. If you say, Isaiah, you're a little bit extra aggressive tonight. Isaiah, you're a little bit extra intense. You already got sweat running down your brow and running down your forehead. It's because Jezebel must be confronted violently. Jezebel must be defeated violently. We're going to find that when she gets... Uh, finally taken down, it was a violent death. You have to understand Jezebel must be dealt with violently. He says, I'm going to call you to attack the gates. I'm going to call you to attack the gates of hell. Gates represent in the Bible influence and authority in a city. And Jesus says, I'm going to build a church that is going to break demonic influences and, and strategies off of people. I'm going to break use you to break demonic influences off of nations. I'm going to use you to break demonic influences off of friends and off of families. The gates mean a place of influence. And Jesus says, you're going to tear down the influences of darkness in America. Friend, right now you have to understand many celebrities are losing their influence in America. Have y'all seen this? They have now celebrities. Talk shows are going out of business. Rappers are stopping to make music. Celebrities are literally just completely stopping everything. Everything is being shut down because understand God is dismantling powers and principalities and rulers that are actually that are actually controlling these celebrities. There's many people in the chat right now say they feel like they're manifesting. Listen, we're going to break this off of you. Stay with me. I bind every spirit 
right now that is attacking you. It has no power and it has no place in Jesus name. The spirit cannot continue to attack you. Ben, you have to understand that you've been called and anointing by the Holy, and anointed by the Holy Ghost with a breaker's anointing. And I'm telling you right now, instead of helping build the kingdom of darkness, we need to start destroying the kingdom of darkness. Friend, by not preaching on this or talking about this, we are actually helping bring build the kingdom of darkness. We are actually concealing the kingdom of darkness. The devil is using pastors to hide what he's doing in the body of Christ. But the anointing destroys the yoke. Come on, everybody share this. The anointing destroys the stronghold. The anointing destroys the works of darkness. And at the end, I'm telling you, the anointing, and I feel it right now, and the yoke is going to begin to, the anointing right now is going to begin to break the yoke. And the anointing is going to begin to get released through your cell phones, get released through your televisions. And we say, oh, that's just ha- that's just positive thinking. No, it's not. We have hundreds of messages of people saying the anointing of God, where I was, delivered me, healed me, saved me. I spoke in tongues for the first time. I got rid of all my nightmares for the first time. I'm telling you right now, the anointing of God is not bound to time or space. And get ready, get ready, get ready, because the anointing is beginning to flow. And even right now, it's beginning to break. What I want you to realize about the Jezebel spirit is that the Jezebel spirit is one of the most common spirits you're going to deal with. I call Jezebel a master spirit because oftentimes, now the word master spirit is not a biblical term. It's a word that describes something. It describes the fact that Jezebel rules and reigns over lower ranking spirits. Uh, oftentimes Jezebel will be a strong man in the person. And when you find Jezebel, when you're doing personal deliverance, Jezebel functions in many different ways. Uh, you have to understand you'll find many other spirits under her command. Uh, oftentimes when I'm casting demons out of people and all of a sudden confusion speaks up, discouragement speaks up, lust speaks up. When I start seeing those three or four different spirits begin to speak out of a person, uh, I immediately know that above all those spirits, there's a Jezebel spirit working. Oftentimes I'll say, Jezebel, I know you're there. And she will immediately begin to manifest because understand Jezebel controls many other spirits. She's not just an average spirit, not just like, oh, spirit of anger, spirit of pornography. Jezebel has many functions under her. And you have to understand that Jezebel is a very common spirit. Oftentimes when Jezebel manifests, there is a certain face. Now, all of you that have done deliverance and encountered Jezebel, you know the exact face I'm talking about, but there is a certain face that Jezebel makes when she she manifests. There is a certain laugh that Jezebel has when she begins to manifest. Jezebel always has the same trademarks in deliverance. So you have to understand that Jezebel is the most, in my opinion, common spirit. I've dealt with Jezebel more than any other spirit. And if you get into deliverance, if you're getting into deliverance, if you're beginning this and you're taking this serious, then I'm telling you this tonight. And it's, it's crucial that I teach this tonight because you have to understand you are going to deal with this demonic spirit over and over and over and over again. You are not going to get out of it. So you need to know her strategies and you need to know your, her schemes. The reason why I'm going to give you characteristics and strategies of Jezebel is so that you can take note of them so that you'll know how to properly battle her and properly fight her when you deal with her. Now, Jezebel, come on, we just hit 900 viewers. Let's keep sharing. Jezebel is, we're just barely in the intro here, guys. Don't even worry. I know we're 35 minutes in, but we're just getting started here. Jezebel is mentioned over 20 times in scriptures. And the and, and that's the re, one of the reasons why it's so relevant that right now we talk about it. Well, some of you might say, isn't Jezebel? This was a message I got. This was the comment I got on many of it. And let me just clear things up here as we start. Many people say, well, isn't Jezebel just a dead queen? Yes, she's just a dead queen. But understand that although Jezebel, 
Jezebel is dead, her spirit as at work even now fighting against the end time church. So we're not talking about the old Queen Jezebel, we're talking about her spirit that is alive on the earth, moving throughout the body of Christ, moving throughout the church. One important note I want to lay in the groundwork of the foundation here is that Jezebel can be male or female. So when I'm saying her, I'm talking about male or female. Spirits do not have genders. So understand that this could be equally a man as it is a woman. So don't sit there and say, oh, there's a woman in my church like that. Oh, there's somebody like that. I know a lady. No, no, no. The Jezebel can be working in men. I've dealt with Jezebel over and over and over and over again in men. So please, please, please do not think that this is a message to all the women and all you men can just root in the background and say, yeah, preach it, preach it, preach it. Because Jezebel works on men and works on women. In fact, her main function is to take over men. So you need to realize that it's a spirit at, uh, at work right now. She is a spirit in people, has no gender, but also is a spirit over regions and territories and churches. So Jezebel, yes, can come inside of a person, very common, but she's also a prince spirit that works over regions, over churches, and over territories. She is a territorial spirit. So you have to understand this is not just a low ranking. We know because I have 25 videos on YouTube. I mean, 25 hours on YouTube that there's many different rankings of demons. There's many different types of demons. There's a hierarchy. There's an arche. There's a, there's a, there's a strategy and a structure of the demonic kingdom. And that's all in my video exposing the, the devil's kingdom on YouTube. But what you need to understand is Jezebel is a high ranking spirit. One of her primary goals. Now there's a thousand goals of Jezebel. Listen, there's been so many books written. Guys write 500 page books. Guys do 10 series, 10, you know, sermon long series where they'll preach 10 messages in a row all about Jezebel. That's that's too exhaustive for me. I'm not going to get into all the revelation we've already hashed up. I'm trying to steer away from preaching it the way a lot of people have preached it. And I'm going to specifically give you insight and download God has given me tonight for you and for the end time church. So you might say there's 30 other things I can add, but know that I'm trying to be accurate in my description and in my strategies. And I'm going to talk about what she's doing right now in the earth. So Jezebel, her main goal, her primary goal is to infiltrate churches and to infiltrate believers using her witch craft and mind games to quench out the fire and the move of God. Let me show you. Now, there's still a lot of naysayers that say, well, it, how is it a spirit? Where's that in the Bible? One person said that she's only in the Old Testament. Wrong. Let me show you why and give you the foundation here that Jezebel is a spirit. And I'm going to prove to you a spirit that is at work right now as we speak in the church. Uh, Revelation 2.18, John is writing to the church of Thyatira. And remember, these are letters John is writing. These are messages from Jesus through John to churches that are alive in those days, but not just churches then, but churches that will be coming in the future. These are prophetic representations of churches now. So we see the church of Sardis, the reputation of being alive, but you're dead. The church of Laodicea, the lukewarm church. So now John is on the island in Revelation 2 of Patmos, and Jesus comes and begins to speak through John to these churches. And this is what he begins to tell. And Jesus begins to describe the spirit of Jezebel to John. He says, John, I want you to write this letter to the church of Thyatira. Oh man, that's hard to say. Thyatira, and that this message is from the Son of God. So Jesus goes, I'm sending this message. This is not from John. This is a message from Jesus. It says, this message is from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flaming fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. He tells this church, I know all that you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see that you're constantly improving 
clothing and all these things. So here we have this amazing church, the Bible says, that is not a stagnant, stale church, but is always improving in prayer, always improving in fasting, always trying to go to that next level and advance. And Jesus says, I know that you are constantly learning and growing and advancing and you're patient and you're this and you have great service and great love and great faith. And many of us would say, okay, so right there, just leave the church alone. That's a great church. There's nothing wrong with it. But what I want to show you about Jezebel is often, okay, we just might go long. I don't know how long we're going to go tonight, but I'm going to tell, we're probably going to go a little bit long here. But Jezebel oftentimes will come into churches that are well-meaning churches, that are growing churches, that are improving churches. And the reason why we don't expose her is because we say, well, the pastor preaches the word and the church is a great church and their family's awesome and the church is thriving and growing and they're patient and they're serving and they're faithful. And so we write off that it's possible that there's a demonic spirit working through that church. He says, but here's the problem. I see all your faith all your patience and I see everything you're doing but I have this complaint against you now I want you to just really lock in here he says that you are permitting that woman that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray she teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols and I gave her this is Jesus I gave her time to repent but she does not want to turn away from her fornication therefore I will throw her on a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn from their evil deeds and here's what the Lord says no I, I don't know if I've ever heard someone talk about this I, I will strike her children dead then all the churches will know that I'm the God that searches out the thought and the intentions of every person and I will give you what you deserve he said but also I have a message for the rest of you who have not followed her false teaching and I want you to listen to this I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly for what you're doing to all who are victorious and obey me, I will give them authority over the nations. One translation says, for everyone that conquers this, I will give them authority over the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod. I will smash them like clay pots. They'll have the same authority I received from my father, and I will give them the morning star. And then he says, if anyone has ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, God is giving the church of Thyatira a choice. He says, here's your choice, and I want you to see this clear. He says, you either remove this unrepentant Jezebel spirit from out of your church or judgment is coming to you. And friend, I want to tell you tonight, I get chills down my back when I talk about this. The judgment of God is no joke. The judgment of God is no game. When judgment comes upon you, there is nothing that you can do to prosper. No matter how hard you try, if you make yourself an enemy of God by allowing demonic spirits to stay rooted, you will come under the judgment of God. God is exposing this spirit right now so that we would deal with this demonic spirit. God is exposing it, not so that we can glorify it. When we talk about these demonic spirits in great detail like we are tonight, it's not so that we can glorify the kingdom of darkness. It's so that we can expose it and that we can evict it and that we can eradicate it. You can't eradicate someone from living in a house that you don't know is living there. Oftentimes they find abandoned houses and they'll find people living in the house and they'll say, how long have you been living here? And they'll say, I've been living here for a year. And then the, all of a sudden the landlord says, I didn't know. I thought the house was abandoned. I didn't know you were living 
been here for a year, I would have kicked you out a long time ago. See, but because they didn't know that it was there, they were not able or willing to kick it out. And so God now is exposing so we can kick it out. Now, Jezebel in Revelation 2 is going to be unleashed on the end time church, but Jezebel was a reference from 1 Kings 18 and 19. Now, for the sake of time and for the sake of just speed, we are not going to go read line by line. There's 20 references of Jezebel in, in the areas of 1 Kings. And so we're not going to go line by line. We're not going to read 1 Kings, none of that. We're just going to reference her. And then I'm going to give you the homework of going and seeking this out and looking through 1 Kings 18, 19 in different places where Jezebel functions. But let me just give it to you in a nutshell. Jezebel was married to Ahab, who was the king of the time. She was incredibly wicked, the Bible says, and immoral. And although she has been dead over a thousand years, when John writes this, he's understanding that her spirit was alive and working on the earth even then. Although Jezebel has been dead for over a thousand years, her spirit was still working on the earth. So for all of you that are like, how is her spirit still working? How is that possible? I gave it to you right there in Revelation. Now, the name Jezebel means to be unhusband. And although she was married to Ahab, her name literally means to be unhusband or to lack submission. And her lack of submission and her constant fornication proved that her marriage meant nothing to her. Understand that Jezebel never considers anything sacred. Nothing is holy. Marriage is not holy to Jezebel. Commitment means nothing nothing to the spirit of Jezebel. Faithfulness means nothing to the spirit of Jezebel. Understand that marriage is a picture of respect and submission, but you got to know this about Jezebel. She submits to nobody. The spirit of Jezebel refuses to submit to anybody. And some of you are like, I already know some spirits of Jezebel that are up in my church. And notice, I want to preach this tonight, not so that we walk around demonizing people and saying that person has Jezebel spirit and that person has Jezebel spirit. Cause I'm going to tell you that that right there might mean you have the Jezebel spirit. We're not going to fault find, but we're going to have strategies how to remove these people that are in our church if you're a pastor and how to pray against the spirit if you're simply in the church. So understand Jezebel refused to submit to her husband or to anyone for that matter. She was vile. She was seductive. She was controlling. She was manipulating. She was deceiving. She was lustful and she hated the altar of God and the move of the Holy Spirit and right Right now, as I'm preaching in whatever day it is of 2020, okay, as I'm preaching right now, Jezebel is working all across the earth to try and silence the prophets and to try to kill the move of God in your life. Now, some of you listening right now are saying, well, brother, this sounds like a powerful spirit. Oh, but I got a word from the Holy Ghost for you tonight that the devil might be releasing the spirit of Jezebel on the church. The devil might be releasing the spirit of Jezebel on your family. The devil might be releasing the spirit of Jezebel on your city. Come on, somebody needs to shout. The devil might be releasing the spirit of Jezebel on this nation. But I hear God saying, I'm releasing the spirit of Elijah over my church. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I'm releasing the spirit of Elijah on your family. I'm releasing the spirit of Elijah on your city. I'm releasing the spirit and the power of Elijah over this generation. 
I'm telling you right now that Jezebel doesn't stand a chance when the church begins to rise up. That Jezebel doesn't stand a chance when the Elijahs begin to rise up. Come on, there's a thousand people watching. I wonder if there's any Elijahs right now. I wonder if there's anyone that says, Lord, send me in the spirit of Elijah. Isaiah, is it biblical to pray that? Well, the Bible says John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah and God says, I'm pouring out the spirit of Elijah over my end time church. I'm pouring out the spirit of Elijah over your house tonight. And Elijah's going to rise up and going to defeat what everybody else will not defeat. Now, what you have to understand was the church in Revelation, the Bible says, was actually tolerating Jezebel. See, this is what pastors are doing right now when they say, oh, you shouldn't preach on spiritual warfare. You shouldn't preach on the demonic. And you shouldn't come into my church and rustle things up. These are churches that are tolerating Jezebel, but God is saying it's time to put your foot down. Let me tell you what Jezebel hates. She hates when prophets put their foot down. She hates when husbands and wives put their foot down and say, I'm going to get some backbone. Come on, pastors, where are you at tonight? I'm going to get some backbone because I'm not tolerating Jezebel. I'm putting my foot down on Jezebel. I'm not going to be like the church of Thyatira and tolerate the spirit of Jezebel. Now, this is one thing I've never heard anybody preach. And remember, I didn't read any books. I didn't study anyone else's stuff because I want this to be fresh and organic. And I don't want to be trying to take other people's revelation on Jezebel. But I've never heard this. The John actually says in Revelation, and this is where I'm going to reinforce what I've been preaching for the last three months. He says, understand that there is a prize if you overcome the spirit of Jezebel. There is a reward if you overcome the spirit of Jezebel. Most people preach David and Goliath. They say, oh, David was so brave and David was so godly and David and all that was true. But what they failed to realize was there was a reward to actually killing Goliath the king said this, if you kill Goliath, you won't have to pay taxes and you can marry my daughter. So, so when David fought Goliath, he was not just fighting Goliath for zeal, for zeal towards God. He was fighting Goliath because there was a reward for fighting and defeating Goliath. And I never realized this till I begin to study and begin to pray about this. But the Bible says there's actually rewards when you overcome demonic spirits. Isaiah, you're telling me there's a reward if I overcome a spirit, if I defeat feed a spirit? Absolutely. John says those that overcome will be rewarded and those that overcome will get something. So you have to understand this is so important because he says if you overcome the spirit and tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the blood of Jesus, by the work of the cross, we are going to overcome the spirit. He says if you overcome this, what was he talking about? The spirit of Jezebel. He says if you overcome this, you'll get power over the nations or one person. Someone just said, man, that's just a bonus now. Now I really want to fight Jezebel. You will get power over nations. One translator says you'll get spiritual authority in the heavenlies. So you gain power over nations or spiritual authority over regions. Now that sounds good to me. I want more authority over regions. I want more power over territories. And then he says, and also you're going to get the morning star. Now this has been a debate because Jesus is telling the church, if you do this, you're going to get the morning star. Now what was the morning star? The morning star was Jesus as described in Revelation 22. So he says, you're going to get spiritual authority in heavenly places and you're going to get Jesus in your church. You're going to get Jesus in your marriage. And I don't know about you, but I could use some more of Jesus. I could use some more of the power of God 
And if I overcome this uh, and I break this power and expose the spirit, uh, now when I begin to study this and begin to pray about this and God begin to download this into me, uh, I said, Lord, well, if I'm preaching on this, can I get something? The Lord says, Isaiah, you're going to get the same reward as those that overcome it if you train them on how to overcome the spirit. Uh, and so that is our goal. I want to give you some characteristics of Jezebel. If you're taking notes at the very end, per usual, I'm going to write all down all of the characteristics so you don't need to worry about it if you miss any please don't say what was number four what was number five and if you want to do that you can but just don't expect me to respond okay because i want to get through this we're already 50 minutes in and i'm and i'm still going through some of these characteristics so i'm going to give you the characteristics you can write down the characteristics and then later i'm going to pin, i'm going to post the comment of the characteristics i give so here's the first thing i want you to realize is that these are calm these are common characteristics but these are things god has given me and so they might not be what you read about in the book or you watched on the other person series but these are what god has given me to give strategy over jezebel and guys i want you to know i'm not just preaching this to you but i'm applying this to my life and saying lord use me so that i could be more powerful and stronger and more advantageous against the spirit of Jezebel now for some of you that are you know you refuse to engage in spiritual warfare you refuse then that's fine there's plenty of streams out there you can watch where they will go ahead and babysit you okay but tonight we're not babysitting people we're not raising up a bunch of kindergarten infants we are raising up an end time army so the number one first characteristic of Jezebel come on everybody share we're about to hit a thousand viewers the first characteristic of Jezebel I want you to write down is that Jezebel has children see most people don't know this but Jezebel the Bible says has children and God is saying in Revelation 2 I will strike her children dead why does God say I will strike them dead what you have to understand about this is that if you don't deal with Jezebel in her infancy if you don't deal with Jezebel's children if you don't deal with Jezebel when she's growing small in your life you will have an incredibly hard time dealing with her when she matures you have to stop the spirit of Jezebel while she is a child you have to stop the spirit of Jezebel while she's in her infancy stage you cannot let the Jezebel spirit mature now I want you to realize when I'm preaching tonight everything I'm preaching applies to two aspects because I don't have time to give you both the entire time it applies to your personal life and it applies to your church so if you're a pastor I want you to apply it to your church if you're not a pastor I want you to apply it to your personal life all of these characteristics could apply but understand the reason why Jesus said you got to kill Jezebel in her infancy because if you let her grow she will overpower you so understand you have to deal come on share this with Jezebel you have to kill lust in its infancy stage you have to kill control in its infancy stage I don't know if you know, but sin grows, sin matures. You could actually feed sin. Demonic spirits actually eat. That's a stream we should do. Stop feeding your demons. A lot of people don't realize that when they're engaging in demonic things and activities, they're feeding their demons. And so you have to kill hatred, the hatred for authority in its infancy stage. You have to kill discouragement and depression, which is a function of Jezebel in its infancy stage. Her children have to die so they don't continue through the generations. And I'm just wondering tonight as I look through this chat, as I see a thousand of you logged on here, who is going to stand up and stop Jezebel? Who is going to raise up in the power of Jehu and say, Jezebel, enough is enough. It stops in my generation. Who is going to say it ends with me? 
I will not let Jezebel's children continue. I will not let the spirit run rampant in my church. I will not let the spirit take over my family. Let me show you how Jezebel has children because some of you aren't convinced by Revelation 2. In Luke chapter 1, this is about 800 years, okay, after Jezebel has died. And the Bible says, this is so crazy here. The Bible says that John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. So now we're in Luke chapter 1. We're 800 years after Jezebel's dead, but but realize her children have gone through the generations. John the Baptist comes, um, in coincidentally, in the spirit of Elijah. And the Bible says Herod at that time, King Herod has married his brother's wife. So here you have Elijah, with, uh, you have John the Baptist with the spirit of Elijah. You have Herod who has just married his brother's wife and is now living in adultery. And John the Baptist is a preacher, as you know, if you don't know if you're new. And John the Baptist begins to openly, I feel the Holy Ghost strong tonight. John the Baptist begins to openly declare war on, on, on Herod and on his relationship. He begins to openly speak against Herod's wife and his adulterous relationship. And he begins to attack, not Herod, but attack the immoral spirit of Jezebel that 800 years later was attacking, was inside of Herod. And the Bible says the king has John the Baptist thrown into prison. The king's wife was so mad and so embarrassed, she took her daughter to begin at a, at a, at a party to dance. And I won't go into detail here because I know there's kids watching and I want to be sensitive to all the platforms are on. But in, in a nutshell, she takes her daughter to dance sexually explicit, the Bible says, for the king. So now she's dancing sexually for the king and all of his friends. I know how perverted Jezebel is. And the king was so pleased by her erotic, erotic dance, the Bible says, that he said, I will give you up to half of the kingdom, whatever you want. And the Bible says she didn't ask the king for something. She didn't say, oh, I want new shoes. I want a new chariot. I want a new horse. I want a new house. I want want to do this. I want to do that. But she goes to her mom because the spirit of Jezebel, remember, is a controlling spirit. She goes to her mom and says, what should I ask for? And the mom's response, and I feel the Holy Ghost as I want the head of John the Baptist. Why did the mom want the head of John the Baptist? Because Jezebel has children and her children were raised up and her spirit was in Herod's wife. And she said, I want the head of John the Baptist because John the Baptist was the last Old Testament, Old Covenant prophet prophet that have the spirit of Elijah and 800 years later Jezebel is still trying to cut off the head of prophets Jezebel hates the prophets she slaughtered the Bible says every prophet and their families Jezebel hates preaching Jezebel hates pastors Jezebel hates the spirit of Elijah that is empowering you this is a spirit that has been continuing through the ages because number one Jezebel has children Children. But what I need you to understand is when you begin to preach and begin to prophesy, you actually attract the spirit of Jezebel. I remember now, listen, I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to be arrogant, proud. Okay. I'm 130 pounds. So I'm not over here thinking I'm some crazy buff, good looking guy, but hear what I have to say. I remember when I got saved. I first got saved. I was a self-proclaimed atheist. I get saved. And now all of a sudden I'm preaching. I'm doing this revival's breaking out. And 
girls, let me just say this, from my past that would have never given me the time of day, that would have never tried to talk to me or had wanted nothing to do with me, begin to flock around me. Now understand something, I had incredible spiritual covering, I was never alone with the girl even up until getting married, so I had all these accountability, all this, but every time we were having revival meetings, doing deliverances, it was always Jezebel, 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 and I started going, listen, I don't think I'm that good looking, come on now, I'm going, I don't understand how all these people are coming at me, all these people are trying to attack me, all these girls are randomly wanting to call me, randomly wanting to text me, and all this is going on, and then I realized something, there's no coincidence that it wasn't the girls that were after me, come on, hear me, y'all, it wasn't them that liked me, okay, my sister's in the chat, she said, every girl in the church want to be with you, okay, it wasn't them that was after me, notice this, it wasn't my looks, come on now, it was Jezebel, it was, and then after about 10 deliverances, every demon was Jezebel, I started realizing, oh, okay, I'm getting it now, it's Jezebel that's coming after me, because Jezebel is attracted to the prophets, this is why so many men of God and so many pastors fall because they don't have what it takes to overcome the power of Jezebel because Jezebel is attracted to the prophetic. She is attracted to pastors. That is why I will never do a deliverance alone with a woman. I had a pastor ask me, please, 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 this girl does not want anyone in the room. She was a leader on staff. I said, I refuse. I will never do a deliverance. I'll never be in a room alone with women. My wife is connected to my Instagram and my Facebook account. My cousin's on my connected my Facebook account. Every message you send me, uh, my wife also gets, my cousin also gets, okay, full accountability. My wife has the passwords to all my accounts. She has to uh, unlock my phone, read through all my stuff. She can go through every one of my text messages from the moment I got saved right now, and I have nothing to fear, nothing to hide, because you have to understand that you need to put up safeguards because Jezebel is lurking and hates the prophets, and her children are trying to fight even now. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is Jezebel does not mind powerful preaching as long as you don't apply it. Number two, and we just broke a thousand viewers, praise the Lord. Jezebel doesn't mind powerful preaching as long as you don't apply it. The Bible says that Ahab loved to hear Elijah preach. Ahab actually enjoyed to hear Elijah preach. Ahab actually liked to hear. Remember, Ahab was Jezebel's husband. Ahab actually, the Bible says, repented at one point, but the Bible says he did not walk with the Lord. So one once he left that preaching anointing, that prophetic anointing, he went right back to his sin. That is like so many of us now. The Bible says, now this is so interesting because Ahab is Jezebel's husband. Remember this. And Ahab liked to hear Elijah preach, the Bible says. And now 800 years later, we have Herod. Come on, do you guys see the connection? And the Bible says that Herod the Great would go down into the prison that John the Baptist was in and would listen to John the Baptist preach. Herod enjoyed the preaching of John the Baptist, the Bible says. So Ahab is listening to Elijah preach and Herod is listening to John the Baptist preach because Jezebel does not mind preaching. She minds changing. Understand Herod never changed his lifestyle. Understand that Ahab never changed his lifestyle. They just liked radical preaching. They liked the emotion and the fire and the feeling 
The spirit of Jezebel comes on churches where they like the word, they like the powerful preaching, they like being in church, but they refuse to, don't make me do a backflip right here, they refuse to change the way that they live. They don't let the preaching affect their lifestyle. Ahab was moved by the services and the preaching. Um, Herod was moved by the services and the preaching, but they never let it change them. And so many of you listening like the preaching and I'm calling you out tonight. I'm not preaching to your family member, your friend. I'm preaching right to you, right into the camera tonight. You like the preaching, but you don't ever change. In fact, I'm blown away by some of you and how much you love me. And then I go look at your Instagrams and your Facebook and I'm going like, how do you like me? You know, how are you listening to me? Because you're constantly posting the craziest stuff yet you say you love my preaching. And some of you listening right now, you love the preaching, but you don't want to change. If I'm drinking, I'm just going to keep drinking even though the preaching is powerful. If I'm partying, I'm just going to keep partying. If I'm sleeping around and addicted to pornography, I'm just going to keep doing it. You listen to powerful messages over and over and over, but never change. They never impact the way you live. I have people message me that live in complete sin and go, I love your preaching. Most of the people that message me that are worldly love the preaching, but then it's, I'm going like, but when does it change the way you live? When does the preaching, see Jezebel causes you to never actually apply the preaching. James says that you hear the word, but you don't do the word and you deceive yourself and you open up yourself to the spirit of deception when you don't apply what you've heard preach. Jesus said this, if you love me, then obey my commandments. It's not enough to say you love Jesus. It's not enough to go to church and listen to preaching. You need to actually let it change the way you live. The writer of Hebrews says you've been a believer for so long, but you don't listen. You don't listen. You hear preaching week after week after week, and you don't listen to the preaching. I've had people that have heard me preach for five years, six years, eight years, nine years, and right now they're probably at a party drinking somewhere back in the world and I'm going what were you hearing when I was pouring out my heart guys if there's one thing you know about me I'm not bragging is that every time I preach I put it all on the field every time I preach I go hundred percent my entire body my entire being the, the veins the shouting I never hold back in my preaching and I'm going when does this intense preaching change the way you live when does it change the way you respond he said you've been believing for so long, but you're spiritually blind and dull because you're not doing anything with what you hear. And the question I want you to ask yourself tonight is how many more notes do I have to take before this changes me? How many more revelations do I need before it affects my life? How many more sermons do I have to listen to? The spirit of Jezebel never applies the preaching to her life. Number two is that Jezebel does not mind powerful preaching. Okay. Number three is that Jezebel Jezebel manipulates and controls. The spirit of Jezebel is a spirit of manipulation and control. The Bible says that Jezebel manipulated Ahab into doing what she wanted him to do. First Kings 21, 25 says there never was anyone like Ahab who committed himself to doing what was displeasing to the Lord at the instigation of his wife Jezebel. Let me give you a paraphrase. There was never a more wicked king 
Then there was Ahab who did so many things the Lord did not approve of, but he only did it because his wife was instigating him. In other words, his wife was controlling him. If you think this is good, it's about to get gooder. Okay, shout out to Nino right there. Understand that Ahab was leading the nation, but ultimately Ahab was just a puppet for Jezebel. Oftentimes in the church, when Jezebel is working in your church, and I feel bad because many of you are going to end up leaving your church after this because you're going to realize Jezebel is working in the church. But oftentimes you'll see the pastor on stage and what you don't realize is behind the scenes, there is a Jezebel that is controlling him and working on him. I have been a part, listen, if you don't know, I've been traveling nine full years on our 10th year of traveling and preaching all over America. I have seen the spirit of Jezebel and many, many churches. I've preached at hundreds and hundreds of churches all over America and I have watched the spirit over and over and over and let me tell you something about Jezebel she has no new tricks in her bag Jezebel does the same things to the same people in the same places in fact I was a part of even a church that had the spirit of Jezebel working in the church that I was helping out with so know that the spirit of Jezebel is alive and well in churches Jezebel is a spirit that controls a spirit that undermines I've watched this I've watched this firsthand experience this spirit begin to work in churches Jezebel undermines and controls and dictates the movements of the senior pastors nothing happens in the church unless Jezebel approves of it first oftentimes when Jezebel is at work you will talk to your senior pastor and you'll tell him all that God is doing and all that God is saying and before he approves of it or wants to do it he has to first run it by Jezebel he has to first say remember Jezebel could be man or female he has to first say well let me see about this person I, I was at a powerful church that was having a move of God and all of a sudden I started realizing the spirit of Jezebel was working in the associate pastor I started realizing the associate pastor was getting in the ear of the senior pastor and immediately I begin to pray against that spirit of Jezebel immediately I begin to pray that God would remove that spirit remember the way we deal with the spirit of Jezebel revelation tells us is to remove the spirit from among you to remove the person from the church and I was praying and I was praying and all of a sudden I was going to this church all the time and they completely stopped inviting me and I knew it was because this the associate pastor had a Jezebel spirit and was in the ear of the senior pastor and then all of a sudden praying 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 months went by about six months went by I got invited back to this church very large church and they sat me down they said yeah that pastor is no longer here all these things begin to happen and I begin to realize it was a Jezebel spirit that was at work and I prayed and prayed and prayed and ultimately the Lord removed the person and they were able to experience the move of God and this spirit literally locked down the church Ahab is is one of the most uh, wicked kings but you have to understand Jezebel is working now when Jezebel begins to work in churches this is good some good practical stuff Jezebel oftentimes works in counterfeit prophecy which is absolutely actually witchcraft that she uses to control and to manipulate people remember witchcraft is seeking to control somebody using demonic powers so when witchcraft is at work it's using whatever it can to use the spirit to control you when Jezebel is working in a person the person that the spirit of Jezebel is working in 
always has a word, always has a revelation, always has something new that God is saying. And oftentimes when Jezebel gives false prophecies in churches, what she says one time contradicts what God is saying corporately to the body of Christ or to the church or to the person. So oftentimes you have legitimate prophecies and revelations that are counterfeited in order to dominate or manipulate people. Oftentimes Jezebel's prophetic words will get you to do what he or she wants and not what God wants. Jezebel is a master at counterfeiting prophecy. Jezebel will always, now listen, I'm going to talk about Jezebel in prayer groups in a little bit later here, but Jezebel always has a prophetic word. If you say, oh, if there's 50 of you in the prayer meeting, you say, who has a word from God? Who's been hearing God? Jezebel always raises her hand and Jezebel always has a word and it's always against what the vision of the church is. It's always against the vision of the pastor. When Jezebel prophesies over you personally, it's always a word to manipulate and to use you. She'll oftentimes say things like, I see the Lord moving you somewhere else. I see a special anointing on you that the pastor just doesn't understand. Jezebel begins to dominate and begins to control. And the way that Jezebel gets relationship with you is through counterfeit signs and wonders, counterfeit miracles, and counterfeit prophetic words. I don't have time to go into it, but in Jeremiah, it talks about false prophets prophesying out of their imagination. And Jezebel oftentimes doesn't give prophetic words. She gives obvious words. And she begins to prophesy out of her imagination. Anytime you hear someone prophesying over you and they're telling you something God is saying for you to do that benefits them oftentimes it is a Jezebel spirit for example if I prophesied over you and I said ma'am the Lord is saying for you to give me a thousand dollars that is a Jezebel spirit working through the person if I say the Lord is showing me that you need to do this for me that is a spirit of domination a spirit of control remember in my teaching I taught that Jesus never dominates people the devil is a dominator that's what Ephesians 6 says is that the devil dominates people. So understand that Jezebel will get in through counterfeit visions and through counterfeit prophecies. Now, I have personally seen, this is not from a book I read, this is from personal experience, the spirit of Jezebel attach herself to pastor's wives pastor's wives I've watched in moves of God that resist the move of God that resist the preaching of the word and all all of a sudden I see that the pastor's wife they don't want to bring in the fire they don't want to bring in the power of God they don't want to bring in the altar altar times going and all of a sudden what happens in the side the pastor's wife's always there with her arms crossed and a grin on her face trying to end the altar call early anytime there's a revival meeting going to happen the pastor's wife is always trying to say why they shouldn't have revival and why we can't afford it and why it's not a good time and why we have too much going on. Oftentimes the Jezebel spirit will try to attack the pastor's wife to use the pastor's wife, the person closest to him to begin to shut down the altars and to begin to quench the move of God. Sometimes, now I want to tell you another way I've seen Jezebel work in the church. Jezebel will get close with the pastor's wife to be able to get close to the pastor himself. So there will be a lady in the church. Usually it could also be male, but remember everything, you can flip the roles here. We're not just talking about women, but they will get close to the pastor's wife in order to get to the pastor. They'll come and try to hang out at the, at your house. And really they don't want to hang out with you. They're just trying to get an inroad to the man of God and into the prophetic voice. And so they will try to build a counterfeit relationship with you. They will use false prophecies. They will act over spiritual Jezebel. Remember acts over spiritual teaches spirituality and good intentions to get into the family bond and to get close 
with the family. Meanwhile, her only goal is to get in the pastor's ear and control what God is doing and saying in the church. Oftentimes, Jezebel will spend years building trust with the pastor and his family only so that she can steer the church in the direction that Satan wants it to go. I'm exposing some stuff, y'all, and not the direction that God wants it to go. So you have to understand the spirit of Jezebel or the Jezebel spirit is a patient spirit that will spend years building relationships with the pastor, with the church, with the members to be able to try to get an inroad with the pastor and with his wife. Jezebel oftentimes will begin to undermine the leadership by working through people in the church. Jezebel, if Jezebel cannot get to the pastor, if Jezebel cannot get to the pastor's wife, she will begin to work through people in the church. You'll begin to see those that have the Jezebel spirit, they will begin to lay hands hands and pray for people. Here is a telltale sign of the spirit of Jezebel as they always do it in secret. I have had people in my church, in my ministry that are functioning in the Jezebel spirit that will always take people in the side room, will always take people to the foyer, will always take people to the back to pray for them because Jezebel always wants to do things in secret. Jezebel loves creating sub churches in churches, always taking them to some corner room. And then when she has them cornered where she wants them, she begins to vomit her false visions and false dreams into their ear and begin to tell them counterfeit prophecies about how she sees God doing great things in them and how we, she disagrees with what God is doing here. And she has a false humility, false humility, a false submission. Oftentimes Jezebel will gossip and throw all kinds of shade on the pastor and then after say, but they're such great people and I'm so glad God brought me here. And the person listening oftentimes cannot distinguish it's a Jezebel spirit because the person says positive things after vomiting all over the person and gossiping all over the person. Jezebel is a spirit that will smile in your face but stab you in the back by poisoning the people you work so hard to disciple. This is the spirit of Jezebel. Pastors, listen very closely. If you see people beginning to pray in secret, listen, if you want to lay hands on somebody and pray for them, we got a prayer meeting going. Why are you taking them to the back room in the in the dark room somewhere to lay hands on them it's only because Jezebel works under the cover of darkness and she can't handle being in the light the sad thing about the spirit of Jezebel is when it begins to work on an individual, when it begins to attach itself to an individual, oftentimes it's a weak person in the church, and it begins to infiltrate and, and fight that person, it will begin to undo what's spent years doing. I have worked on people for five years, prayed for them, believed for them, trained them, taught them, and then I've had a Jezebel spirit come in, and within the matter of days, that person no longer believes in what God is doing, no longer agrees with the ministry. All this and they're questioning everything that is being preached. All of a sudden, they're questioning every decision that is being made. Understand the spirit of Jezebel unravels what God builds, unravels the altar of God. All of a sudden, people that were worth you since the beginning are now against you. And the sad part about the Jezebel spirit is when people start going against you, they have no clue why. I've sat with people... I said, you used to love my preaching. You were front row for years. You've seen my family. You've seen me hours and hours crying out, calling you. I've never asked you for anything. Why are you acting this way? And the way that witchcraft works is it confuses people and they don't even realize why they are the way that they are. That is Jezebel that has gotten a hold of them. That is Jezebel working in her life. Now, Jezebel will convince you, um, will convince them that you changed. So Jezebel comes in and convinces them that the pastor has changed 
change when slowly she's actually changed them with her witchcraft and seduction remember i want to show you this john said that jezebel by her teaching has misled my servants this is very important to know the spirit of jezebel loves to teach the spirit of jezebel loves to preach anytime you're in a meeting or a prayer group and there's always one individual that wants to preach and dominate the time and always every time they preach they're pointing out the finger and pointing the fault of everybody else that is a jezebel spirit jezebel loves to try and teach and jezebel always loves to tell everyone what they should be doing especially when the pastor's not there and the pastor's not aware that is a Jezebel at work if you are in a prayer meeting you say does anybody want to share and Jezebel always speaks up if the person that speaks up number one always speaks up always has a new dream and revelation but if they're always fault finding if they're always speaking out against people always blaming everybody or trying to expose everybody that's a Jezebel spirit I've been in meetings where we have prayer meetings and there'll be about 50 of us in a house and we'll say you know who wants to share and i've had people on my team that will get up and share and begin to say this and begin to say that and begin to say you know everyone in here no one in here prays all of you are watching porn all of you are living in holy starts calling everybody out i have taken people to the side room and said listen i'm the pastor i'm the senior leader don't try and call people out that is not your job that is my job and there's a there's a spirit of jezebel that wants to try to get people that have no authority and no leadership when the pastors often oftentimes jezebel keeps her mouth shut when the pastor's around but when the leader or the pastor is not around jezebel begins to do her work begins to literally do her magic and her witchcraft and begins to call people out and begins to create little clicks she loves to try to teach scripture and tries to manipulate it and take it out of context second peter 2 1 says there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresy jezebel brings in destructive teachings and destructive heresies that allow fornication to be released jezebel oftentimes loves to lay hands and impart on everybody someone with a jezebel spirit is always trying to impart some special anointing that they have but instead of imparting all they release is deception and confusion they will infiltrate the prayer teams and always want to lay hands on everybody especially when it's not time to lay hands on people when pastors preaching they're trying to lay hands on people they're always going to times where it's not time to pray and do altar Jezebel is always working always wants to lay her hands on everybody always wants to prophesy but through the laying on of hands she releases deception and so you need to be very careful who you let lay hands on you if you can't track their lifestyle and you can't track where they came from you should not be letting them lay hands on you so we're going to review that number three was jezebel manipulates and controls okay we got to go fast here we are an hour and 20 minutes in i know all of you said keep going if you guys want to stop i can go next week or if you just want me to keep going just let me know okay number four Jezebel hates authority what we are seeing right now on the news against the police what we are seeing right now against the politician against anybody that is an authoritative figure is the spirit of Jezebel working right now Jezebel hates authority when I grew up my mom's in the chat my dad's in the chat tonight I grew up I learned as a child that you respect law enforcement I learned that you respect school teachers I learned that you respect doctors I 
I learned that you respect politicians. When I grew up and if adult walked in the room, I would have to stand up. My parents made us call all of their friends by their last name because my parents taught me to respect authority. But understand when Jezebel comes into churches, she has zero respect for authority. Jezebel does not respect God-ordained authority. And I'm telling you right now, when we begin to see kids that are, you know, getting water guns when the police show up and spraying the police with water. And, and a year ago, there was that I, where they're pouring water over police officers, buckets of water. They literally had to make a new law saying it was illegal to pour water on the police because how many people it began to be trendy. And that was the spirit of Jezebel working against law enforcement. Friend, understand all the rioting that we're seeing right now. It is the spirit of Jezebel at work that literally hates authority. That's why you see viral videos of kids beating up the teacher. These are viral over and over, video after video of kids literally beating up their teacher and they get, uh, you know, 50 million views overnight. It is the spirit of Jezebel working on the earth right now and it is coming to the church and it scoffs at authority, friend, right now. There is Jezebel that has been released. Don't worry, at the end, I'm going to give you all the points. Don't worry if you missed any. We're going to give them to you all at the end, okay? Jezebel is working. Remember, Jezebel would not submit to Ahab, would not listen to a word Ahab had to see. And when people are under the spirit of Jezebel, they refuse to listen to God-given authority. The Bible says in Jezebel, according to Revelation, was leading those in authority astray and leading the prophets astray. The spirit of prophecy, the Bible says, is the testimony of Jesus. And by silencing the prophets, Jezebel was removing the testimony of Jesus in the earth. Many prophets, apostles, and pastors have been attacked by the Jezebel spirit, and oftentimes many of them do not survive the attack. They end up committing adultery. They end up getting into perversion. They end up getting into money scandals, and that spirit drives them to insanity. There's been a couple uh, pastors recently that I highly look up to, and I found out recently that they've been caught up in sexual immorality. Um, the spirit of Jezebel has come against them. They've, they fornicated, they've cheated, they've done all these sexual perverse things and they've opened up the door to Jezebel because they could not handle the pressure that Jezebel was bringing. I've watched it over and over and over. Pastors get caught in perversion, caught in money scandals. The spirit literally drives them to insanity. They end up losing their ministry. They end up losing their family. They end up losing their dignity. And like Elijah, they end up running out of town somewhere trying to put the broken pieces of their life back together. That is the spirit of Jezebel. We cannot tolerate or be afraid of the spirit or the people that have it. Anytime we fear a spirit or a person more than God, we are saying that that spirit is more powerful than God. There is no spirit, I want you to get this tonight, more powerful than the Holy Spirit, and we need to begin to confront this spirit and stop running from this spirit. This church has accepted her. Now, the Bible says the church in Revelation accepted Jezebel even though she knew, they knew she was teaching false prophecies and false words. And by allowing this person who was influenced by Jezebel spirit to remain in leadership, they were causing God not only to judge the person, but to judge the entire church. God said this, you could avoid judgment and this whole issue that we're having by simply removing the person out of the church. This is why Paul told the church of Corinth to remove the young man who was sexually immoral with his father's wife because he needs to 
be removed or that sexual sin will spread throughout the church. And if you don't remove the spirit of Jezebel or the person in leadership that has the Jezebel spirit, it will spread like cancer throughout your church. Oftentimes, Jezebel will influence people in the church to criticize and to belittle her husband because she hates authority. Now, I'm not going to get a whole teaching on this. You know, the Bible says that God has put the man as authority of the wife, that the, the husband is the covering of the wife and Jezebel hates authority and the way Jezebel works now, now this I've seen this in person everything I'm preaching I sing in person oftentimes Jezebel will go around belittling her husband and saying things like my husband is not spiritual enough my husband is not bold enough strong enough and maybe I married the wrong person because my husband is holding me back spiritually and she begins to cause everybody else in the church to resent her husband she refuses to submit to what God is doing if, if you can't hear me go out and go back in because we're coming through on my end and she refuses to submit to her husband and all she's doing is belittling him so that she could have control over him and oftentimes in the belittling in the bad talking the husband begins to shrink back he gets discouraged he gets disconnected and ultimately he becomes a spiritual mute or a spiritual zombie because Jezebel has castrated him you have to understand and now this is a telltale sign of a Jezebel if there's a woman or a man in the church that is going to other people's husbands um single men in the church single women to try to get marriage advice or to confide in them about problems in her marriage that is Jezebel at work trying to bring chaos and trying to remove the authority that God has put in her husband Jezebel number four hates authority okay let's go quick here number five Jezebel entices using lust number five is Jezebel entices using lust Jezebel you have to know this is a seductive and a sexual spirit Revelation says this that she was given and everything I'm giving you here guys I'm giving you a verse for every single thing I've given you tonight I'm giving you an exact verse for it Revelation says that she was given a window to repent of her fornication and I want you to see this fornication is the Greek word pornea so the Bible says Jezebel was given a window to repent of her fornication the word fornication is the Greek word pornea which is the word where pornography comes from hear me what I'm saying tonight Jesus is telling John on that island that there is a spirit coming against the church and it's going to be called the spirit of pornography fornication is from the word pornography Jezebel is a pornographic spirit this is thousands of years ago and how unbelievable is it that we are living in that reality now is that the spirit of pornea of pornography has been released on the church let me give you some statistics and really convince you how the spirit of pornography has been put put our generation in a prison I was looking this up one in five mobile searches so one in five mobile searches searches on your cell phone all throughout the internet are pornographic searches porn is a 100 billion dollar industry industry over 40 million Americans admit to regular visiting pornography sites regularly. Um, 28,000 uh, unique users watch pornography every single second. 71% of teenagers hide their online behavior from their parents. 70%, I want you to hear this, and this is probably a way higher number. This is just a case study that was done. 70% of men from the ages of 18 to 24 watch pornography minimum once a month and this is the craziest statistic this is a verified statistic I just read Sunday 
is the most popular day of the week to watch pornography. Friend, I'm telling you, it is time to break the spirit of pornea. It is time to break the spirit of fornication. I am confronting it head on. If no other pastor wants to do it, I am I'm ready to fight back against Jezebel and to confront the spirit of pornography that has come and put our generation into a prison cell. Ecclesiastes 7, Ecclesiastes 7 26 says, I discovered that a seductive woman is a trap more bitter than death, that her passion is a trap. Her soft hands are chains and those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. Here's Solomon saying that her hands are chains. Her, the soft hands of Jezebel, the soft hands of lust are chains, are bondage, and that sexual passion is a trap and a snare that the enemy wants to get you caught up in. But I speak purity over you tonight. I speak breakthrough over you tonight. I speak that God is raising up the Jehus to break the spirit of Jezebel, that you will get free from pornography in Jesus' name, that God wants to deliver and set you free tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit. Understand that lust is complete and total bondage. When Jezebel's lust comes on you, it shuts your spiritual eyes. The Bible says, that she had the prophets hiding in caves. It causes you to hide from the call of God because in the back of your mind, you know that you're living unclean. Colossians 3, 5 says, put to death the earthly things in you that lead, he said to kill, that leads to sexual immorality. So here's what he's saying to the church, kill sexual immorality. You have to kill lust before lust kills you. Lust wants to destroy you and wreak all out havoc on you. James 1, 14 says, that each person is tempted when they're lured and enticed by their desires and when the desires get conceived they give birth to sin and sin gives birth to death understand that lust has children and lust's children are death Galatians 5:19 says that the sexually impure is that sexual impurity is a work of the flesh and those that live in sexual impurity will not inherit the kingdom of God from this is not a game this is not a joke this is not just some website you visit or some naked pictures that you send. This is your life on the line. This is your eternity at stake. God says tonight, I want to strike down that foul spirit of perversion and lust. It is time to get free by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now in 1 Corinthians 6.15, Paul says something so shocking to the church of Corinth when he talks about dealing with sexual sin. And this is word for word what Paul says. He says, don't you realize that your body parts are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his parts of Christ and join them to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. For the scripture says the two are united to one, but the person who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And then he says, run from sexual sin. There is no, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does for sexual sin is a sin against your own body. And don't you realize your body is a temple of the Holy spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, but you've been bought with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Here's what he's saying. Paul says, would you take Christ to 
see a prostitute. Hold on one second. Let me mute this person that's trying to promote their, their cash up in the stream. Okay. He says, would you take Christ to see a prostitute? And the answer everybody has is never. I would never take Christ to see a prostitute. And Paul says, understand that every time you're committing and walking in sexual immorality and sexual sin, you are bringing Christ to a prostitute because you are members of God. You are members of Christ. I'm telling you, it is time to confess your sexual sin, to begin to pray for your eyes and ask for God to deliver you. Jezebel is a sexual spirit. Okay, we're almost done. Number six is that Jezebel, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost, is that Jezebel discourages and depresses. Her assignment is to get you to give up and to quit. Some of you tonight are saying, why do I feel so discouraged? Why do I feel so depressed for no reason? Why do I feel like giving up and throwing in the towel? That is Jezebel at work. Remember, Elijah got a word after his greatest victory that Jezebel wanted to kill him. He is discouraged, depressed, and ultimately suicidal asking God to kill him and it's so sad how many pastors I've seen in the last two to three years that have taken their life prematurely because Jezebel is working in the church. Ultimately, let me tell you what happened with Elijah. Ultimately, Jezebel won over Elijah. When Elijah was under the tree, he was tired, discouraged, and suicidal and depressed. That would be the last time God really used Elijah. He would never perform another miracle. He would never do another exploit. This would be his downfall. And ultimately, God said, from that moment on, Elijah, get up and go anoint Elisha. I'm I'm now done using you, Elijah, because you have allowed Jezebel's demonic discouragement and demonic depression to cause you to quit. And I speak right now prophetically in Jesus' name that there are those that are discouraged, there are those that are suicidal, there are those that are depressed even now, and I break the demonic power of discouragement off of you in Jesus' name. I break the demonic spirit of depression now. I command it to be bound in Jesus' name because you have to understand Jezebel is a spirit of discouragement. Anytime I get discouraged, I know it's Jezebel trying to attack me. I know that I'm wrestling a spirit, not flesh and blood. Discouragement means lack of courage or confidence. And here we have one of the most powerful prophets in the Bible just got done calling down fire from heaven. And one word from Jezebel locks him down, destroys his confidence, destroys his boldness, destroys his courage. He was just preaching to all of Israel. This is the same Elijah that was preaching to all of Israel saying, choose the side that you're going to be on. Choose whose side you're on. And now discouragement and depression has made him question what side he's even on. Right now, the Holy Spirit says, I'm breaking the power of discouragement that Jezebel has tried to bring on you. Jezebel is a spirit of discouragement and depression. Number seven, we're almost done. Jezebel instills fear on her victims. Number seven is Jezebel uses demonic fear. She instills fear. Elijah, the Bible says, was so scared that he was running for his life, the Bible says. And think about this. Most people don't know this. From a woman he never met. Friend, you know Jezebel and Elijah never met in all of scripture, but she got the most powerful prophet of the day to run for his life because witchcraft was carried in his word. Understand demonic fear 
fear will come and cause you to be irrationally afraid. Some of you are constantly afraid of crashing your car, constantly afraid of your marriage failing, constantly afraid of being rejected, constantly afraid of stepping out constantly afraid of the future and this is the fear that Jezebel releases that wants to grip you Elijah ran the moment he heard the word that Jezebel wanted him dead and the worst thing you can do I want you to write this down the worst thing you can do when you fight Jezebel is to run from her the worst thing you can do is to is to run from her Jezebel is a weak spirit if you confront her I have not had much trouble actually getting her out although she has a high-ranking spirit because Jezebel gets weakened when we begin to to confront her and deal with her face to face. Jezebel hates the prophets. Oftentimes when I'm doing deliverance, Jezebel will not look at me. And oftentimes I command her to look at me and she loses power because she hates looking and being confronted. She is a spirit that wants to hide in the palace and send words of witchcraft, but can't deal with being confronted. If you've ever been in a meeting, and I've been in many of them with Jezebel spirits, Jezebel freaks out when she's confronted. Whenever you get in a meeting with the Jezebel spirit, she starts crying. Whenever you get in a meeting with Jezebel spirit, she starts blame shifting. Whenever you get in a meeting with the Jezebel spirit, she starts playing the victim because she only likes to hang out in the palace. She cannot handle confrontations. But I'm telling you, God tonight is going to break those words. Remember, it was her words that released witchcraft and fear on Elijah. But God is going to break words that have instilled fear off of you tonight. Bad, do bad doctor's reports bad relationships, bad breakups, bad experiences, those words that have been haunting you and creating fear and confusion. God says, I'm going to break them off of you in Jesus name. You cannot fear Jezebel and God at the same time. The best way to break the fear of Jezebel off is to get the fear of the Lord. David said in Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? He said in Psalms 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Fear is demonic. And I'm telling you, it's time for fear to go. Somebody needs to speak out against fear and and say no fear here fear has no power in this vessel I'm not gonna let fear put me in a prison any longer some of you have been on the run from the call of God but God is saying it's time to break the fear Elijah the Bible says in first Kings 18 4 for when Jezebel destroyed the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them in caves and provided them with bread and water they were hiding the prophets because they were so afraid of Jezebel and friend right now we're living in the hour in America where the prophets are hiding but I came to speak to every hiding cave dwelling prophet I came to tell every prophet that is hiding that God is calling the prophets out of their caves and calling them to build altars to him God says it's time to come out of your cave of depression it's time to come out of your cave of shame it's no wonder why when you're depressed and discouraged you want to hide out in your bedroom why is it when you're depressed, you want to hide out in your room. 10 days, no one's heard from you. 10 days, you haven't taken a shower. People that are depressed say, I just don't want to leave my bed. I just want to stay in my room. I don't want to eat. I don't want to drink. Just like Elijah, I just want to hang out in isolation. I just want to hang out in my cave. That is the spirit of Jezebel that puts people in caves and puts prophets in caves. But God is saying, no fear here. Come out of your cave. Number seven, just to review, Jezebel instills fear. Okay, we only got two more here. Number eight is that Jezebel destroys 
altars. The Bible says that Jezebel destroyed the altars of the Lord and brought in her foreign gods and brought in in her demonic altars and her worldly items. Understand that Jezebel will come in and destroy your prayer life. She will come in and take the altar out of your life. We have allowed Jezebel into the church of America. She has brought in her worldly altars and she has taken away the altar of the Lord. Why is it now that most churches only have five minute altar calls? Why is it now that most churches don't even have altars? If you look at the way they're building new churches with theater seatings, I saw a new church. It's a very popular church and they put the seats right up to the stage. And I said, Lord, why would they have no altar? The Lord says, why have an altar if you don't use the altar? The American church has removed the altar because the Bible says Jezebel destroyed the altars. They removed the altars. Jezebel hates the altars. She hates the prayer life. She hates the time of prayer. These demonic powers know the power of prayer and their primary goal is to shut down your prayer life. It's to squeeze the spiritual life out of you so that you no longer have a passion and a desire to get in the place of prayer. I'm telling you right now, it's time to rebuild the altars. It's no wonder on Mount Carmel why Elijah began to rebuild the altar. It's no wonder why Elijah built an altar and the fire of God fell. Why did Elijah rebuild the altar? Because Jezebel had tore, had tore down the altars. But I hear the Lord saying, I'm releasing the spirit of Elijah on my church once again. I'm releasing the spirit of John the Baptist on my church once again. And there's going to be some pastors and some leaders that are going to restore the altars of God. I hear the Lord saying, pastors, it's time to have altar calls again. It's time to have altar calls just to make Jezebel mad. Jezebel hates the altar time. One of the ways Jezebel works in the church is she always distracts during the altar call. Oh, come on, somebody. Tag your friend. She always distracts during the altar calls. When I get up to pray, I really feel, I'll say, I really feel the Lord calling us to the altar to give something up. Guess what Jezebel does? She starts talking to people. She starts distracting people. If you want to know if there's a Jezebel spirit working in your ministry, look at the pastors every time you start altar calls and look at how distracted they are. Look at how they start distracting people in the congregation. I have people in my church that won't say a word until we do an altar call. Won't talk to nobody until we do an altar call. And the moment the altar call happens, all of a sudden Jezebel begins to poke her head out and Jezebel begins to work. Understand that Jezebel is a distracting spirit that hates altar calls. Okay. Woo. We're an hour and 45 minutes in. I feel like I just ran a marathon. Number nine is that Jezebel spiritually castrates you. Yes. I said that right. Did he just say that? I said that. Jezebel spiritually castrates you. When Jezebel gets a hold of you, she removes your ability to reproduce. The Bible says that she had eunuchs around her when Jehu finally uh, confronted her. When you live in Jezebel's palace, see all the people that were in Jezebel's palace that were male, that were working for Jezebel must, must have been castrated. They all had to be eunuchs, which means they were castrated so that they would not be envious or would not be lustful towards the king's wife towards Ahab's wife. And when you start hanging out in Jezebel's palace, Jezebel, don't worry, I'm going to write them all down after. If you didn't, if you missed one, we'll get them to you after Jezebel spiritually castrates people. So they're no longer able to reproduce. The Bible says it's our call to make disciples and to be fruitful. And when Jezebel shows up, she removes your ability to reproduce, make disciples and be fruitful. She removes the ability for the people around her to produce spiritually. And I'm telling you right now, we are no longer making disciples. We 
we are making excuses that is Jezebel at work the Babylonians were famous for capturing God's people and creating them and turning them into eunuchs so they could not reproduce but I'm telling you God is going to release fruitfulness back in the body of Christ once again God is releasing the spirit of fruitfulness right now in the body of Christ, and we're going to begin to make disciples like never before. Now, the Bible says Elijah anointed Elisha, and Elisha, the Bible says, anointed Jehu. And what your Bible says is that one day Jehu got so tired of everybody being passive. He got so tired of nobody confronting the Jezebel spirit. He got so tired of everybody running from Jezebel. The Bible says one day Jehu rode up to Jezebel's palace and Jehu stood right below Jezebel's balcony and he began to confront Jezebel he didn't run from Jezebel he was not afraid of Jezebel but he went right up to Jezebel's palace on his horse and Jehu yelled out these words Jehu said who is on the Lord's side and the Bible says that there were oh I feel the Holy Ghost preaching right now the Bible says that there were three eunuchs that were around Jezebel now picture this Jezebel the Bible says is on the roof doing her makeup she is on the roof painting her face and the bible says that she's surrounded by three of these eunuchs and all of a sudden jehu rides up and begins to call out that jezebel spirit and says who is on the lord's side and the bible says those three eunuchs that were powerless up until this moment those three eunuchs that had been castrated that had lost their manlyhood the bible says those three eunuchs something came over them and they picked up Jezebel the Bible says and they threw her off the balcony and the Bible says Jezebel's blood splattered on the wall and all over the horses and the Bible says Jehu trampled her blood under his feet and I believe tonight God is saying that I'm going to raise up some Jehus that the blood of lust the blood of anger the blood of murder the blood of Jezebel will be under your feet from God has put every spirit and power under the feet of his church and the same way Jehu the Bible says trampled on the blood of Jezebel God is saying it's time to trample on the head of the enemy it's time to get and right now to get victory over this in the name of Jesus now is the time for breakthrough now is the time for deliverance now is the time to trample on Jezebel in Jesus name it's time now to take your authority it's time now to take your power if you're dealing with this right now just type one in the chat and I'm gonna begin to pray for you right now father right now we thank you for your anointing we thank you for your power I'm telling you I can't stand still we thank you that you've given us the spirit of Elijah we thank you that you've given us the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And Father, right now, I pray the Jehu anointing would be released in Jesus' name. I pray that every person watching that is under the power of Jezebel, I plead the blood of Jesus over you, Jezebel. Jezebel, you have no power. Jezebel, you have no authority. The Lord rebukes you, Jezebel. It is time. Come on, somebody. The Lord is saying it's time to fight back. But we speak right now. The power of Christ compels you. We bind up every 
Jezebel spirit. Uh, I bind every spirit. If you need deliverance, this is your moment right now. I bind every spirit uh, that is under the control of Jezebel. I command you to be bound uh, and I cast you into the pit in Jesus name. I bind up every Jezebel spirit uh, and I command that spirit to go into the pit now. I command right now the angels. I command legions of angels uh, to be released now over your territory, uh, to be released now over your church, uh, to be released now over your ministry. Uh, and that God says, I'm going to release the Jehus to rise up. Uh, I'm going to release the Jehu anointing uh, that's going to stick their finger in the face of Jezebel uh, and say, Jezebel, everybody's been running from you. Uh, but tonight we are confronting you in Jesus name. Uh, and God is going to knock Jezebel off the balcony of your life. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, it's time to come out of Jezebel's palace. Some of you have been dwelling in Jezebel's palace. Some of you have been hiding in Jezebel's palace. Some of you have been eunuchs. You've been castrated and you're living in Jezebel's palace. And the Lord is saying tonight, come out of Jezebel's palace. Tonight, God is giving you power and authority to throw Jezebel off the balcony. Some of you need to kill Jezebel's children. The Bible says that God is going to kill the children children of Jezebel. No longer is this spirit going to run in my bloodline. No longer is this spirit. Come on, somebody needs to fight back. I feel like punching my screen right now. No longer is this spirit going to run in my bloodline. This spirit ran until it ran into me. I'm killing Jezebel's children tonight. Every lingering, familiar, and hindering spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus and I say, Jezebel, get out in Jesus' name. We speak the fire of God over over you. We speak the anointing of God over you. We speak the power of the Holy Ghost over you now. And I say, receive the fire and receive the anointing in Jesus' name. We render Jezebel powerless. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm going to give you eyes to see Jezebel's schemes. Father, right now, give every pastor and give every leader right now spiritual eyes to see the schemes of Jezebel. We break every curse. We break every word curse and we break every witchcraft now that Jezebel has tried to put on you and we render it powerless. Jezebel, you have no power in the name of Jesus. You are bound now and you must leave these people. They are not your home and they do not belong to you. And we command you now to leave in Jesus name. We said leave in Jesus name. You have no legal right. These have been these are temples of the Holy Spirit. And right now we break the power of Jezebel. And Father, we thank you that your word says there is a reward for those that conquer the spirit. And the reward is we get Jesus and we get spiritual authority. And so right now, Father, I pray you would release Jesus. I pray you'd release spiritual authority now. Jezebel, you have to get off now in Jesus' name. You will no longer grip our marriage. You will no longer grip our families. You will no longer grip our minds. You will no longer grip our cities. But now the power of Jezebel is broken. Father, we ask you for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Father, we pray that you would baptize every person in this place afresh with fire. We pray for a fresh anointing. We pray for a fresh touch and we pray for gifts of the Holy Spirit to begin to stir up. And the yoke of Jezebel is broken now in Jesus' name. The chains of lust that Solomon said, Solomon said her, her hands 
Her soft hands are like chains that wrap around me, but God is breaking every chain. He's shattering every chain. It is time for you to come out of the prison in Jesus' name and to begin to fight back. It's time to fight back. Father, I say yes to your call. I say yes to your anointing. Some of you have been running. God's been calling you to preach this, to teach this, to prophesy this, and to expose the enemy. And you've been running from it, pastor. Listen to me. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. You've been running. You say, God, I don't want to teach it. I don't want to preach it. Uh, what if people leave? What if people that? And God says, would you rather have demons leave or people leave? I want demons to leave my church. I don't care if people leave my church. I want demons to leave my church. And people might leave, but it's your call. It's your assignment and your anointing. And God is raising you up now as a general. So pastors, listen to me. You you need to begin to preach this you need to begin to teach this and not this specific message but on spiritual warfare stop babysitting your people stop running a funeral home and a morgue and start running the end time army god has called you to run don't be like thyatira where you're allowing jezebel to preach behind your pulpit and to deceive your prophets we break that spirit in the church in jesus name and father we thank you for fresh fresh anointing and fresh fire in Jesus name. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise as they always say. It's so funny when you end a service, like give the Lord some praise, but in streaming, you don't end. But I believe tonight, guys, I really believe, listen, we went an hour and we're an hour and 51 minutes in. I believe God is breaking that spirit in Jesus name. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.